All right, recruiting road trip in Arizona with Scott Schrader. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are F-R-E-E free. And I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Without you, I'm wasting my time. For all those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you haven't already, do me a favor, hit that subscribe. It means a lot. And for those of you who have, thank you. And as always, you can follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-I-N. Okay, so we had Scott Schrader on from WeRSC.com before, and we had a couple of technical difficulties. We got them back. They're cleaned up. And we spent the uh, evening at the uh, Pinnacle versus Highland High School um, game in Arizona Thursday night. The game itself wasn't that great. However, um, there was quite a few prospects there uh, that USC was interested in. Scott, thanks for coming back to the show. Hey. How are you doing, man? All right, so before we actually get right into these, uh, few, these few players, USC got, they started the day right off the bat uh, with some good news. David Peavy, the, uh, I guess we'll call him Russian defensive end from Lincoln High School in San Diego, he committed. You uh you went down there earlier this week to talk to him. What do you know? Yeah, well, um, we went down there on Tuesday uh, to see him. We heard that USC had a good shot of, of getting his commitment today. So, you know, went down there to, to talk to him, shoot some video, get some photos, just kind of get a feel of, uh, you know, why USC could potentially be a, a, a choice. We had, we had put a prediction in for USC at 70% confidence. So we kind of went down there <laughs> kind of feeling like we weren't wasting our time. Uh, from a USC perspective, I mean, you really never, I, mean, I hate to say wasting my time, but you never really waste your time when you go down to a place like Lincoln High School in San Diego. But um, yeah, so, you know, they got a kid who's, who's still relatively young. He just turned 17, maybe a few weeks back. Um, Braylon Shelby, who's a, another edge from, from Texas, is also barely 17. So they got some really talented and, and young guys coming in, in at that position, and they're still trying to close with Mateo. Wiangalele, and uh, you know he can play inside or or edge, but um, so it I you know I think that uh, DJ PV David PV is, is is probably an underrated kid, and uh, I think the future is pretty bright for him at USC. And you know, shout out to Roy Manning for for getting another commitment from a, a potential big time guy. Yeah, that was you know when I watched uh, when I watched his commitment uh, video this afternoon. Um, one of the things that DJ David spoke about was the relationship that uh, he was able to build with Lincoln and Alex, as well as uh, Alex Grinch and, and Roy Manning. And, you know, how they were able just to come in when they came in and just from day one, get that relationship started and build on it from there. And he spoke about how many times he came up to USC for visits and that really just sold him and how yep. Oregon, how Oregon just didn't feel like home to him. And he kind of played that little hat, you know, roulette game, you know, on the table. So, uh, I just, I just saw that. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he probably had some people that, you know, thought it was a lock for you. 
us. He's probably wondering what the heck was going on for a split second there. Yeah, that was kind of fun. So uh, it, it's always nice to see the, the players enjoy their their recruiting process. And like you said, he's a young, he's still a young guy. Yep. Um, when he arrives at USC next year, he'll still be 17 years old. So kind of like Jalen Smith was when he got to USC. I think Jalen's still 19. Yeah. He doesn't turn his next birthday is until, until December, if I'm if I remember yeah. correctly. 18 still, I meant to say. Yeah, so he's still a really young guy. Yep. And you know, the other big benefit about getting David Peavy is USC is now back into the we'll call it the, the Lincoln High School pipeline. It's been a while uh since they've since they pulled somebody out of there. I, I think Eric McKinney, uh he, he I don't know where he yep. gets his stats, but he pulled this out of somewhere. Marcus Cobb back in I think 1990 or 88 through 90 was the last time. Uh, yes, USC had a player come out of Lincoln. Prior to that was Marcus Allen, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the Lincoln High School is definitely you know, Lincoln High School is one of those those high schools that is is annually one of the most talented in San Diego. Uh, it's a public school right in the heart of San Diego. It's 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 in an area that you know is definitely not on the upper end of of the you know, the income scale and, and as far as San Diego areas to, to live in. And, and these kids are are tough um, and they're well coached. And, you know, it's, you know, I think they're all they're all a little bit more grown up maybe than some of the other guys that uh, are in high school, you know, uh, you know, because they have to be. But, you know, I, I think that it's it's a school that USC could have had a couple more guys recently out of you know Jaleel Florence and Jaleel, Jaleel Tucker. Um, I think uh, Coach Dante, you know, found some other guys at, at cornerback that that he preferred over those guys, but those are talented guys at Oregon. And then Roderick Robinson, who's committed to the University of Georgia, he had flipped his commitment from UCLA. A very 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 talented four star running back. He told me he he was ready to commit to USC the same day that Quentin Joyner did. So oh. not the guy that USC could have had, but they 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 saw the guys that they preferred. Well, you know, for the way you describe the, the program, it, um, I, I think you mentioned in in your article that their head coach Jason Carter, since he's been there, he sent like forty guys to to play college yeah. football, and he's got fifteen on this team alone. 15 guys on this team alone that are going to go on and play college football at different levels. So, yeah, you know, I mean, um, we're talking like the range of where these guys are going to end up going is Ivy league to, you know, Georgia and USC wow. and places like that. It's, it, it's really, really a cool place to, to go down. It's, it's inspiring to, to see these young guys, you know, really working their butts off to, to further their future. That's, that's great. Cause it almost sounds like they, they have that underdog mentality. Yep. And they use it to uh, to their benefit. And just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by UnderdogFantasy.com. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is a really easy uh, pick 'em game that you can that you can play. What you do, just head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com, and for instance, you can pick from any team. You don't have to just choose your team, USC. You can go to the Syracuse-Clemson game and say that you want to take uh, Sean Tucker lower than 93 yards and a half. So, for instance, I anticipate Travis Dye running for 200 yards in this game against Arizona this weekend. You can go over there, pick between two and five guys, pick guys who you think will go over or under certain yardage total, point totals for a game. It's that simple, and you can win, and you can win easy money. 
So again, it's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states. Just pick, again, you pick between two and five players across any team, not just yours, and then decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. It's that simple. <clears throat> again, one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, and Underdog will do- double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. Deposit one hundred dollars, get one hundred dollars free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right. So, Scott, you and I, we went and checked out Pinnacle versus Highland Thursday night out there uh, in Phoenix. The game itself uh, was great for Highland High School, home of Caleb Lamu, uh, offensive tackle prospect that USC is really interested in. And they were facing Pinnacle High School with tight end prospect Deuce Robinson and uh, already Trojan commit offensive tackle Elijah Page. When we first got there, you know, the first person you saw was, uh, or at least I saw, besides you standing there with Chad Simmons, was Steve Tarkeesian and uh, his assistant coach from Texas, was it Jeff Carter? Jeff Banks. Jeff Banks, thank you. Jason Carter's still stuck on the brain. Yes, not to be confused. So what did you see um, when you, throughout the game? Let's let's just start with uh, Highland won the game 25 to nothing. So we'll start with Caleb Lomu. What are your uh, what are your insights on him, and and why should USC fans uh, be eager to get his commitment, and USC too, for that matter? Yeah, you know he's 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 one of the top offensive tackle targets for USC, and and has been for for quite a while. Um, and and what you have in him is you have somebody who's extremely athletic, um, and and he. he his movement is what stands out to me. You know, he's a guy that 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 moves like a basketball player, and he is actually a really good basketball player at that. And you know, those are the kind of guys that I actually really, really like. The guys that look, the offensive tackles look, look like they could play basketball. So he's definitely one of those guys. He, you know, he, he right now he's a guy that's going to have to develop for a year or so. Um, you know, potentially a couple years, but you know. It, Nowadays, these guys get big so fast that, you know, a year is probably enough for him. But um, the, the way that he moves, you know, side to side and, and gets around, and he's also one of those guys that, kind of like Jonah Bonheim, and, and you brought up him, is is a guy that, you know, for an offensive lineman, these guys can run pretty damn fast. Yeah. So their downfield is, is kind of impressive. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that stood out about Jonah Bonheim. And, and it has this football season, too. And I think you'd agree with that. Yeah. When we were after the game, I was saying, you know, I could totally see this guy playing inside when he gets to the next level. What really caught my eye with him was and it wasn't just like every other series. It would happen during the same series. He would start off at left tackle and then either on a second or third down. Oh, why don't you just move over to right tackle and go play? Yeah. I don't know how often that happens in games. I don't see that too frequently. Uh, that's that, number one that shows your versatility for sure. But to be able to do that because the footwork is so different, the hand placement is so different. Uh, you can see why he's, uh, you know, so highly, uh, highly regarded and highly uh, recruited. Why USC? Yeah. You know, it was one of those, one of the plays uh, 
he moved from left tackle to right tackle, and, and that was that was when uh, Highland scored their first touchdown. And he, I think, he provided the key block on that as well. So, you know, there's the like you said, moving from left tackle to right tackle is definitely not easy in high school. These guys get really, really comfortable with what they're doing on one side, and and sometimes you know whether you're right footed or left footed or whatever it might, be, you know, whatever you're dominant on, that's kind of like where guys feel comfortable. So, seeing a guy do that in high school is very, very unusual. Yeah, it was. I was like, "Whoa, Scott, you watching this?" Not cross trained like USC cross trains there, guys. Yeah, like I said, uh, if he if he happens to choose USC or wherever the young man decides to go to college, uh, that's that's a special trait that they're going to be able to probably get him into a rotation much sooner than most freshmen or you know young players would be because he's he's that advanced. Yeah, and he's got the kind of size. uh, You know, I know Josh Josh Henson's looking for. You know, specific guys physically, he, you know, he p- prefers a guy's certain height. You know, the, the arm length is all, all, you know, obviously a big deal. I think that is in, in most programs. Um, so I, I think that, you know, Caleb and Elijah both kind of fit the bill for exactly what Josh Henson's looking for size-wise. And, you yes. know, move on to Elijah Page. And, and here's another guy who's definitely considerably bigger than Caleb is right now and you know, I, I think another guy that moves extremely well. And, you know, we don't know. And another guy, you don't know where he's going to play. He's going to play left tackle. He's going to play right tackle. You know, Chad Sims and I were talking about, about Elijah. And, and Chad was like, you know, if he played at the University of Georgia, he'd probably play guard. So it kind of depends on what conferences you're playing in and what, you know, type of opponents that you're going to be playing as well on where these guys are going to fit in. Well, I'll tell you what. He he definitely passes the eyeball test. I mean, he yeah. looks like your prototypical left tackle. All, I mean, just tall, long, broad shoulders, all arms and legs. I mean, and great footwork. My gosh, it yep. was amazing. Impressive, really, because he is big. You know, he's the kind of guy that I recall Vianney and I were, were standing on the sideline pregame for the uh, 2018 Cotton Bowl, and Vianney was hurt. So <laughs> and he, so we're, we're down on the Ohio state end and, and we're sitting there looking out at their offensive line and Vianney turns to me and he goes, Scotty, we don't have anybody that looks like that. <laughs> and, you know, Elijah kind of brings you back to those kind of guys. You know, they had Austin Jackson and they've had some guys that, that kind of were there, but I think USC starting to get all of their guys are starting to get, you know, but I think physically they're going to start their, their linemen anywhere are going to start looking like big 10 guys. Yeah, no, you, you could see it. I mean, one of the guys, I'll tell you who Elijah Page reminds me of as a young guy, and he's still young as a Trojan right now. Yeah. Mason Murphy. Mm. They, mm. They, they, they they have a very similar body style, just big, huge dudes that are just going to be monster tackles. Yep. So the other guy that I think everybody was there to see, um, I mentioned Coach Sark and uh, his buddy Jeff Banks. <laughs> they left at halftime. I don't. I don't know if they had to get back to pull Assassin's Monkey or, or whatever. But um, Deuce Robinson, he uh, he was the he was the marquee guy. I think everybody was there to see tonight. And yeah, um, rough game for Deuce, and not all his on his his account. He was open a lot, and for whatever reason, they just didn't throw him the ball. And Pinnacle turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, and he was among those that turned it over. Yeah, and, and but, he, 
You know, I mean, that. I mean, everybody turns the ball over. This is one of those nights, though, for Pinnacle. They turned the ball over five times, and it was just this bizarre-looking turnovers, too. It was like, you know, what, what is there? Even wondering if there was oil on the ball or, like, I mean, the ball was coming so easily that it, it's like, what is up with the ball, you know? And, we kind of, we, we kind of laughed at each other saying, this looks like USC 2021. It was just the most bizarre yeah. thing. Their first five possessions, it went punt, four turnovers. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. <laughs> but yes, but but Deuce was the guy everybody was there to see. You know, yeah. here's a, a, you know an extremely athletic guy, and he's you know you ask me where does USC see him more more like Drake London or or more like you know a tight end, yeah. and you know definitely he's going to be an inside receiver type guy and and and, and be more of a Drake London type guy than he will be like an Eric Cromenhoek or or a Josh Follow and, and that type of guys, but uh, you know yes he was I mean good lord he was open all night and they kept throwing to everybody else. And half the time, those guys were covered, too. So we yeah. were kind of puzzling why Deuce Robinson didn't have a, you know, a little bit bigger night. But, you know, hats off to Highland. That's a, that's a well-coached football team. No, oh, absolutely. And the thing that really stands out about Deuce uh, is you can, you know, you mentioned he's an inside guy, but you could, you want him, the ball in his hand, so you can line him up anywhere. Yeah. What I thought was really intriguing is they would line him up as the punt returner but not on kick returner. Yeah. So it was just a little bizarro thing. But t- big athlete. I mean, yeah. The f- you watch him play, and he reminds you of, of Drake London immediately. He's got a couple more official visits, too. Ooh. Um, he's going to be taking one to, I believe, Texas. And I'm trying to think if he's taking one to Georgia. I think those might be his final two official visits. But I might be wrong on that. But... Elijah Page tells me he thinks she's going to be back at USC. Deuce will be back at USC, and, and Elijah Page is recruiting his teammate. Um, so, you know, there's there's USC recruits that are telling me that they would be shocked if Deuce Robinson didn't end up at USC. But Chad Simmons swears Georgia is in this thing. So, you know, we'll see how how, how things proceed here in the next, you know, gosh, no, it could go till February for all we know. Yeah. I hope not. You know what? Before we let you go, that's a really interesting point you bring up. Is February signing day, is that still going to be a thing? Or has that has early signing day as well as the transfer portal pretty much kind of killed the, the your, what everybody used to look forward to? Um, kind of Christmas in February, a, a day off for college football. Thing. Yeah. Is that letter of intent day kind of done? Well, you know, I think I think guys are 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 still going to sign in February, as long as that option's available. You know what I mean? It's it's there, and some guys just might get down to the point to where these schools are willing to wait for them. So I think we've eliminated all of the guys that are kind of like borderline guys, or if classes get full. But the Deuce Robinsons and the Robert Pleasants will always have a spot you know, at USC anyways. So, you know, if those two guys want to wait till February, USC will wait. But yes, you know, as, as soon as as soon as the season ends, it's it's transfer portal season. You know, that's why these guys, these high school players need to sign in, in December, you know, because these, these colleges, if these guys don't sign them, well, we don't care. We're just going to go to the transfer portal. I mean, I promise you, USC will. Yeah, and with the whole, you know, NIL stuff that's coming into play yeah. now, and the way it's literally still out of control. We were hearing stories tonight. The gamers, my eyes were just bulging out of my head. Hermione um, McCall 
a very, very wealthy man soon. <laughs> Before, yeah, it's yeah. Miami is doing something right with their. For those uh, who don't know who Formani McLean is, he's a five-star cornerback from Miami who just committed to Miami, and nobody thought that's where he was going. He, everybody thought he was going to Florida. I mean, signed, <laughs> sealed, and delivered. And Florida had offered a one hefty NIL offer as well. So, yeah. I, you know, whatever Miami's doing, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> all right. So there you go. Recruiting Roundup Road Trip with Scott Schrader here on Locked on USC. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Truly appreciate it. Uh, we will have him on again as we get closer to, uh, I guess, early signing day, the USC, the football team. Middle of December. Yeah. USC, the football team, 2022 has got a lot going on right now. And this is going to be kind of a little bit of a dead period, a little bit of a lull for recruiting as we yeah. head into the holidays. So if anything breaks, uh, you know where you need to go. That's over on wrc.com. He is your recruiting guru. And we've got that subscription special going on, 10 bucks. And it's going to get you all the way through the end of August 2023. That's basically the end of fall camp 2023. It's like and, day. Yeah. So <laughs> it's such a deal. Get on it. All right, man. Scott, thank you so much yep. for coming on. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you later, my man. Take care. Sure. All right. So. Before we uh, get out of here on this episode of Locked on USC, it's our fifth one of the week. I just want to uh, go over a couple things here about the upcoming USC-Arizona Arizona game this Saturday. I, I still think USC is going to win this game relatively easy. Um, however, don't be surprised if the game is closer than you anticipate. I... The O-line is banged up. Um, and I'm being told that <clears throat> you're probably going to see a bunch of different rotations. Best I can best I can put it without being more specific. Um, I know uh, certain guys who usually don't uh, make the travel squad are making the travel squad. <clears throat> but I, I guess if the O-line is going to be banged up, right, this is probably the best time of year for it to happen. And you're thinking, well, dude, what? Hold on. It's the middle of the year. USC is, you know, battling for the Pac-12 Conference Championship, maybe a playoff berth at best. Um, why would you say that, Mark? Well, because USC is playing at Arizona. And Arizona's defense is bad. I, I, I said this before on a previous episode. If Colorado wasn't in this conference, Arizona's defense would be putrid. And I, I don't—I can't even find a word to describe Colorado's. That's how dumpster fire it is. Um, so USC should be able to beat Arizona, even with backups uh, mixed in with your with the your regular starting O line players. Even if there some, a couple of them are playing out of position, uh, what you're accustomed to. Uh, and then after Arizona, USC finishes in Southern California. And your next two games, while they're not really by games, 
you're getting Cal at home and then followed up by Colorado. Again, this is a good opportunity for these guys to heal up and for the younger players to use that bye week going into Arizona and to start showing the coaching staff uh, why you deserve the reps. So uh, bottom line here is offensive line needs to get healthy. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the game plan will be uh, against Arizona's defense. If they're going to uh, try and run the ball more or just, you know, just go with their regular offensive game plan, drop back, throw it. And when they're, you know, if they drop eight, run the ball. We'll see. There you go. Locked on USC. Another week in the books. But we will be back again for another five episodes next week. And when you're not watching Locked on USC, don't forget about Locked on Sports today. You can check that out on YouTube or on this app or wherever you download your podcasts. So until we see each other again next week, you know what to do, Trojan fans. <laughs>